0: Hi, welcome back to the Little Bear Broad Podcast. Um, this week's episode is with Dr. James. It's a Barnacutin podcast, um, and uh, we are talking about parasites. It's uh, pretty uncomfortable talking. Well, I find it really uncomfortable talking about it anyway. But and uh, fortunately, we managed to, you know, I managed to uh, dissuade Dr. James from bringing any visuals into the the mix. Uh, <laughs> But um, it's, it is an interesting chat and uh, we do talk about a lot of the stuff that you'll come across uh, at, for school uh, and with the kids um, and some stuff that you probably never really thought about being um, parasites before like ticks. Um, and especially during the summer in Sweden, Sweden's archipelago is particularly bad um, for tick-borne um, illnesses like TBE. And malaria. so um, it is one to keep listening to, especially if you want to know a little bit more information about uh, the the three dose vaccine that children can have and adults um, in the run up to summer. Um, if you really can't bear to listen to the rest of the podcast, I'm so sorry. We um, we did record this. <laughs> Um, Dr. James's home. He was very kind and gracious enough to let us into his home. Um, and uh, well, basically, I cocked up with the microphone and didn't have it on the right setting, and uh, you can hear a lot of me, not very much of him. Um, but uh, we were a bit loath to uh, re-record it, so uh, I hope you, I hope he, it doesn't put you off too much. Um, if you do get to the end of the podcast, you'll hear that we talk a little bit about the direction that the podcast is taking and how we'll be forming our episodes. In the future, um, so yeah, I really hope you enjoy listening. And uh, yeah, bye. Ready? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, we are currently sat in the home of Dr. James. That's what I call him because it's weird calling him just James. I don't know why. Anyway. Um, and and, and Dr. James too. do you? Okay. That was Anya. That's uh, James's wife. Um, and we are also with Baby J. Uh, Hi. No, he's not going to say anything. Now. Give him time. Yeah, you'll probably hear care him later. what you wish for. <laughs> it's okay. You're cool. You just sit there. It's good. Um, and thank you, first of all, for letting me come into your home and do this here as opposed to anywhere else.
1: It is our pleasure. Well um,
0: and thank you for the spread. It's amazing. It's really nice. I feel very... Good. <laughs> um so today we are going to be talking about all things parasite based. It's
1: parasitic. Absolutely. I'm sorry Which there's no visuals. So doesn't I've been trying to force visuals upon you but
0: you're No, I'm reticent easy. about that. Okay. just yeah, the whole thing. I mean, I'm reluctant to do this anyway, but it seems to be quite a large part of life with children. Yeah. Is that Yeah. Okay. Well, Less I'm so. fortunate enough, I'm fortunate to say that I've never experienced it with Stella before. Great. She would. Well, actually, I mean, how do you know? She could have something inside her right she now. She could.
1: And, you know, that's the, that I think one that's the of thing my thing favorite expressions. F- everything is okay until it isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the thing that really freaks me out the most, is that you just don't know what's in there.
1: Yeah. Well, we're fortunate that we live where we do. Yes. Because much worse in developing nations. Yes there's a real problem there. Mm-hmm. Some of the parasite infections are more prevalent worldwide than cancer. The dreaded Ascaris worm, which just inhabits in your, your intestine and fills it up until mm-hmm. you have nothing left but worms that come pouring out different orifices. And those are some of the best pictures. I was just looking at them and they're they're uh, horrifyingly fascinating.
0: How can you, I mean, how, like, oh, it takes a certain type of person to be able to
1: I mean, I think they're disgusting, too. Okay. We pulled a mango worm out of a girl's toe at work two, two months ago. One of my colleagues did. She'd been away and was in Africa, I think, and came back, and there was something in her toe, and lo and behold, it was a little worm from the bot fly. Yeah.
0: I mean, the whole it, it makes my gag reflex um, really... We'll go overdrive. This, this was this your idea. Jill. yeah. I know. I, I know. So. I know. But it was. And the reason why is, let's be honest, is let's because, be honest. you know, at this time of year in Ferskolas in Sweden, <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of it going about it. But I mean, I, I was thinking more like the sort of like louse, like knits uh, okay. um, and also like mask worm. Okay. What's it called? Spring. What's it called? Pinworm. Pinworm. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Um, so, if, so going back to that in Sweden, what? Type of parasites are we likely to
1: well if you come across so just let's if we go back to basics, a parasite is an organism that needs another organism, a host, in order to survive. Yes, it can't survive on its own. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of interanimal parasite infections, Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's the parasites that cross over to humans. And uh, there's different categories of them. There's the single-cell parasites like malaria. Which is not so common in Sweden, but travelers come back with malaria. We yeah. diagnose malaria at least once a month at work.
0: Wow, that's a lot. It's
1: a lot. Swedes are travelers. Yeah, they go to bold places. Yeah, yeah. Mal- I shouldn't say mal- malaria is everywhere. You don't have to yeah, go somewhere yeah. Inside. Well, you can get it. You can get it here now. Really?
0: I'm pretty sure. Can you not get? Oh well, no, maybe okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting confused with Lyme's disease. And then- <laughs>
1: So you've got the single cell protozoan parasites. You have the worms, the worm infections, mm-hmm. which you referenced. Um, and then you have the like the bug-type parasites and the ectoparasites, those that live outside the intestines. And God, scabies, lice, ticks.
0: God, is scabies a parasite? Yeah,
1: scabies a parasite. It feeds on blood, I'm 99% sure. I should okay. probably do some fact-checking after the fact, but I'm pretty sure scabies feed on blood. And they bury under your skin. Right. Lice, fleas. Yeah. So, those you, you can ask babies and doggies. Definitely lice.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we've, we've just, we've just, well, Stella didn't have it, but we had a warning it, it, for first, her for school that, yeah. that was going around.
1: So, just, we're taught lice basically. There's three stages there's the eggs, mm-hmm. the nymphs, mm-hmm. and then the adults. Mm-hmm. And it's the females that lay the eggs mm-hmm. and they feed on blood basically Mm -hmm. um and uh very easily treatable yeah but really contagious yeah um but you have to treat the home too and everyone in the home bedding needs to be washed and then you can treat it with medication and then you have to treat it again in a couple weeks because you need to take care of the life cycle of the egg yeah of the louse yeah so
0: that's i mean i think that's why people i know that's why people dread getting the call from school saying we've got lice going around. Yeah. Because we had that
1: call, right? Yeah, there was, wasn't there lice? Oh, there was lice, but we yeah. didn't have, I mean, yeah, we didn't Not have Not to us. I mean, yeah. It was the daycare. Yeah.
0: Because it's just, it's so much effort to get rid of it.
1: I remember as a kid sitting in my parents' bathroom and then combing with that metal Oh, comb.
0: God, yeah. Reminded yeah. Reminded
1: me of National Geographic videos. well as are
0: chimpanzees grooming themselves. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Exactly, But then I heard, the interesting thing though that I heard, and I think this is something I really want to get across, a point across, was that um, nowadays you can have, you can get this stuff, which is, which prevents lice, but actually it's really bad. I mean, it's like giving antibiotics to somebody when they don't have anything wrong with them because it actually, the the, the nits or the lice become resistant to it.
1: That's interesting. You are above my pay grade now.
0: Yeah, so there's this. It's a you know, there's two. You know, when you go into the the and there's all these different kinds of things that you can buy for lice. Um, is it lysine or something like that? Anyway, okay. there's a there's one which is to treat when you have it, and then there's also a preventative one.
1: A prophylactic lysine. I, <laughs> I
0: just thought
1: that was called a razor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, but yeah,
0: but and, and but apparently it actually is. It's now people are using it so often that the lice are becoming resistant to
1: that's surprising in a country like sweden where bacitracin is prescription yeah yeah okay so i think
0: i but i think that there is more of a chat about the fact that you need to just not use that stuff it's not good for yeah well anyone really lice are harmful well exactly exactly it's just a pain in the ass to get rid of
1: they are just gross
0: i have never seen one up close so i am constantly looking at stella's hair but i have no idea Well, the knits look
1: like teeny, teeny, weeny little pearls attached to the hair. Okay. Very small. Um, And that's the eggs. The eggs, yeah. Yeah. And then the adult lice I've never seen, but I see the knits. Yeah. I remember them. And they come out in the comb. Looks like teeny little pearls caught in the fine comb. Okay.
0: Okay. So. But they're white.
1: They're whitish, yeah. Yeah. Pearly, waxy looking. But it's a chance to bond with your kid, you know, sit them in the bathroom, wash their hair, and then... Home and talk about the events of the day. True, you know? true. Put a positive spin, and
0: on then it. burn the rest of the and house. Burn, the house down. <laughs> burn it down, baby. <laughs> it. Zip up. So that's the most common parasite. I don't know if it's you're, the most common,
1: but you, we certainly
0: you hear about it the most. Hear it yeah. about,
1: and the one you mentioned, pinworm, and in your part of the world, it's called what was it?
0: No, in Sweden it's called ma- ma- mask, mask spring mask.
1: Spring mask, okay. I think
0: I think it is.
1: Okay, so that's uh, that's a pinworm, which is a teeny weeny little worm, whitish worm that lives in and around the anus. Yeah. And the mommy worm uh, crawls out the anus at night and around the perianal tissue lays eggs. And the symptoms of that are your kid is very restless at night and may say their butt itches and they're scratching all the time. That's one of the ways that the parasite gets transmitted, because those eggs get under their fingernails. And then they go to doggies and eat food and play with their friends and comb each other's hair, and then everyone gets (laughs) pinworm. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm making everyone see the faces of the (laughs) pig. Let me pull up some pictures. (laughs) But everyone uh, in the family needs to be treated, because, again, it, it goes back to another of my favorite themes, where we talked about the fecal veneer. That the entire world is covered in a microfilm of feces. And that's basically the main route of spread for parasites, fecal oral transmission.
0: But feces, I know that we've talked about that in the past, but isn't it actually quite good for people that there is this veneer? There's a, good and a bad side, absolutely.
1: Yeah. The bad side is that it can transmit some unpleasant diseases, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a way to diagnose pinworm, which is called the Scotch tape test, which is right away in the morning, first thing, you take some Scotch tape, that clear tape, and Slap it on the baby's, on your kid's butt, and it will attach all the eggs. It will pick up all the eggs, and they can. But you'd have to be like on
0: on the kid's. Butt on hole. the butt, or you can just Butthole. look.
1: Yeah, around it.
0: Now you've got me worried about that. I haven't done that before, and I'm thinking. Maybe... Well, you
1: don't. Know, you don't need to. I mean, usually, if your kid is scratching like crazy at night, their butt, um they have pinworm. You can pretty safely say, and it's very easy. It's very treatable. You treat everyone in the family. You. <clears throat> Treat at the beginning and then again you treat at the end of the cycle of the of the worm so that you don't miss anything.
0: And is that with antibiotics or kind of it's anti- well It's they're
1: anti-parasitic medications. Um, some of them are single dose that just blast all types of worms away. Some are different uh, and then some... Of the, it depends on how old the child is that you're treating and the safety of the medication. Yeah. But all of these are... Vegan. The beautiful thing about parasites is that they're all readily treatable.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they're just kind of scary. There's been a lot of stories in the news about, you know, six meter tapeworms and people. That's the stuff. Yeah,
0: that's the stuff that really. Yeah, it's
1: freaky deaky. You don't want that. But there's no real harm that will come from the tapeworm. But it will just, you know, a a meter long tapeworm is going to rob your body of nutrition. Mm. That's what it does by definition. It's a parasite. But it just
0: kind of like, I mean, I know obviously having carried a child and given birth to a child, I have feelings of like what it's like to have a child inside me. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, you know, I think of alien. Or you know, I don't, it's just like this whole thought of having a meter long tapeworm inside you. I mean, don't you feel it?
1: uh I don't think you do. I think symptoms are. I, I don't know. I, I've not. I don't know if you may have some pain or some nausea. It's mm. certainly not one of the more common ones that yeah, I've worried yeah. about with your kids at school.
0: No, no.
1: Tapeworms no. are much less common.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, some of the other ones, like Jardia which causes what some people, at least in America, we call beaver fever. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, transmitted, again, by feces, but it's in water, and it can also be uh, spread around at daycare, and it causes a really uh, bloaty, crampy type of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, also easily treatable. Mm-hmm. A lot of these parasites you can get from fresh water, too. Yeah. So Jardy is a waterborne parasite, but yeah. you can catch it once people are infected through fecal
0: transmission. Yeah. And what other kind of parasites do you come across at work?
1: Um, Cutaneous larva migrants, which occurs when people are traveling to more tropical places, and they walk on the beach um, Mm -hmm. without shoes, and it's one of those parasites that can penetrate skin. Mm. And uh, the larvae um, kind of crawl around the surface of your foot and leave. You can see the tracks of them. Basically, and they grow up into bigger worms. But we see people coming back from tropical places, and they have pictures, or you can see the image of the worm and the the larvae moving around. So we see that a fair amount. Again, easily treatable; just take a pill, Mm -hmm. and it's gone. Um, What else? Nothing too crazy. I mean, the really the 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 kings of parasites are mostly in Africa. Yeah. The Guinea worm, things like that. that Yeah. Carter spent a lot of his career trying to eradicate it eradicate that really cause significant disease in people and disability there's the worm that crawls around in your eye and can cause blindness river blindness and you work very hard to treat towns in Africa with one pill that totally prevents that parasite and kills it yeah Um,
0: but unless you go somewhere abroad it's very unlikely that you know if your like child has pink eye it's not going to be a parasite it's going to be pink yeah
1: absolutely Absolutely. There's, we live in a society where the, the sanitation standards are much higher, mm. so that fecal veneer is a little thinner here than <laughs> it might be in some other places in the world, which is good. Um, and also the climate. We're in a colder area, yeah. so just a lot of the mosquito-borne diseases, for example, are mm. prevalent other places, like Zika. We don't have that mm. type of mosquito mm. in Sweden, which is great, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. So.
0: But what about, um, would, would, would something like Lyme's disease be classed as a...
1: Well, ticks are an ectoparasite in the sense that they feed off blood. They yeah. require a host and yeah. they unfortunately transmit disease to humans. Mm-hmm. So ticks are the second leading vector mm-hmm. of human... Because
0: personas. I think that's something that really causes, well, I know it causes a lot of my, has caused a lot of my friends' concern especially because we live in a part of Sweden that is quite prevalent when it comes to you know around about spring going into summer there's a lot of people go out their summer houses even in Stockholm you know you're just around and it's like it's 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 a I mean what I'm kind of putting you on the spot here I know because we've not really talked about this before but what are the cases like of, of, of Lyme's disease or Borrelia? or? Yes, yeah, so in, Lyme yeah.
1: disease is Borrelia. It's called Borrelia here, and it was found and discovered in Lyme, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tick-borne disease, and it's a certain type of tick that carries it, and it's, you know, really bad. It, it's, again, very easily treatable in mm-hmm. the early stages, mm-hmm. and it can present with a rash, erythema migrans, a kind of bullseye rash, but not everyone will get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all over the place in Sweden. People are working on a vaccine for it, but no one's come up with one yeah. yet.
0: But you can There is a vaccine though that you can Well, that's for TB.
1: TBE. Tic TBE encephalitis. Yes. That's a thing that's in Sweden that is not in the United States. Yeah. Though there are some cases of encephalitis like infections from ticks. Yeah. Emerging in the United States. But there's a vaccine for TBE. It's a three-stage vaccine. Yep. Yeah. Tick-borne encephalitis basically is a brain, it causes brain inflammation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it can just be like a viral meningitis, but sometimes it can result in permanent neurologic injury. And
0: yeah.
1: if you're unlucky, you can get it. Mm. that's really devastating and it's preventable with the vaccine yeah. so we go back to our last topic of vaccines I yeah. certainly recommend that TBE vaccine
0: yeah, yeah we've started Stella on oh, I think she's had all of them now or maybe she's got one more to go I can't remember but it's yeah, she's, yeah it takes a long time yeah because you've got to wait so every three months get
1: older kid vaccinated
0: yeah and I think I would recommend personally especially if you're going to be spending Sweden uh, summer in Sweden Start now, start now with the TBE vaccines because you have to wait, especially when they're that young. I think it's a month or two, four weeks, six weeks in in between each vaccine.
1: Well, I think it's like vaccine number one, then I'm not sure it's a period of not that long, a few months, Yeah. then it's a long haul. Then you need to wait several months. So I think it takes about a year before you can be fully immunized against
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because, yeah, I I think just for me, Huh?
1: Now I feel like a bad dad that I haven't vaccinated my kid yet.
0: I'm panicking. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's going to spiral down this rabbit hole. of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh, fine. Oh. it's fine. It's
1: oh, fine. Um <laughs> We're Tuesday for the United States. Yay!
0: Yeah. Well, you better get it in before then. <laughs> we have
1: not started Oliver vaccinated on his TV, have we?
0: But it's, yeah, but the thing is, is like he's, he's you can't get it done until they're over a certain age as well.
1: I don't know enough about
0: it. Yeah. So we had to wait until um, Stella was two and a half, two, okay. something like that. Yeah, two, two. She had to be over, yeah, at least okay. over two. So you're fine. You're good. Good. Thanks for coming um, me down. <laughs> uh, But no, I, I, did, I have to admit it gave me a lot of peace of mind last summer knowing that she... Run around in the garden and you know go into the forest and pick flowers and do whatever she wanted and the chances of her she could be bitten by a yeah tick but the chances of her getting TBE were a lot
1: yeah slumber. I'm not sure how long it takes for TBE to be transmitted once the tick has attached to you I know with Borrelia you have time yeah I think 24 to 36 hours to yeah. remove that tick yeah. And that's another issue. Tick removal needs to be done kind of carefully. Yeah. Not with salt or burning with cigarettes or yanking the thing out it needs it's to like, be slow. It's really, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you've got to get the head out basically.
1: Right. Without leaving the mouth parts in because they can still it could cause more secretion of the spirochetes.
0: But the sweets are pretty good. They've got a lot of little um little gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's a massive there's a market for Yep.
1: Yeah. At home we carried beer openers and here we carry tick <laughs> removal devices for teachers. <laughs> very good welcome to sweden
0: uh so uh yeah i think for going going into the summer i think that's a big thing that is mega important because i have a couple of friends who've had tb
1: oh really yeah okay
0: and uh it's not pretty it's not pleasant and it's a long time in hospital and i think for children it's probably an even longer recovery period
1: yeah we do a lot of lumbar punctures at work for borrelia even all winter long because the symptoms of borrelia, neuroborelia, when the infection has reached the central nervous system can yeah. um, present in winter. So
0: Bye, Bye. saying goodbye to um, baby. And you mentioned
1: being pregnant which you you know you think we have to mention toxo toxoplasmosis mm. which is another type of parasitic infection.
0: Ah, yeah. I had no idea that was fascinating. A parasitic. Studies wow.
1: about Toxo. Some people there's a. I read an article once about how I think it gets transmitted into rats and then into people, and some someone had a pretty convincing theory it's the cause of schizophrenia. It was very interesting.
0: There, so this is this is this is one of the things that you pregnant women avoid being around cats.
1: Right. It can it can be in uh, cat feces. Yeah. So sandboxes. Yeah cat litter. Yeah. Um, if you're pregnant, you should have someone else and you have a cats, so you should have someone else change the cat litter.
0: Because yeah. mm-hmm. it
1: can cause a congenital infection that can be really devastating to a kid. Mm. So mm. it can be transmitted from undercooked meat, raw meat. Mm. A lot of people are already have already been infected by it, so they're immune, mm. they have antibodies against toxo, and it's one of the standard tests that's taken. Uh, for pregnant women to see if you have immunity
0: ah, so i mean you and you might be okay but your unborn child could be yeah really bad. no if you
1: if the mother has immunity to toxoplasmosis the child is unaffected because you won't get it of infect, course right yeah while you're pregnant yeah okay we my wife and i went to a friend's house who had cats and i was like can you put the cat litter away and the friend ended up putting it on the kitchen counter and all the feces was everywhere and then she cooked dinner and i was freaking out <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be rude but i was a hot mess that whole night and made on you run to the midwife and get tested unfortunately she was already immune oh thank to the concert, god for that Which she attributes to living in france for a while where she had like so many undercooked steaks and she probably got it then. yeah 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 god bless french cooking. and um,
0: so it- there's a lot of stuff which sounds like is a parasite so you know like ringworm yes for example but it isn't a parasite it is nuts. In the in the sense of the, in the sort of technical, technical sense of the term it is know. a simple
1: fungal infection yeah. easily treated with over the counter antifungal creams mm-hmm. but oh. it's called ringworm because it looks like the lesion looks like it can look like a little worm in a ring with kind of a clear scaly area in the middle Okay. So it took me about six years of medical training before I realized that ringworm was a fungal <laughs> Oh,
0: infection.
1: God. Let me just admit that.
0: <laughs> Patient's so, got ringworm. Come take a look
1: at this, young man. But it's not. It's just a fungal infection.
0: Okay. So. And is there anything, other? any other, you know, similar?
1: Fake parasitic yeah. infections. That's the only one that comes... To mind, really.
0: Mm. Um, what about the skin? Um, like, the thing that I'm always a bit freaked out about is, um, oh, what's it called? Impetigo. What is that?
1: That is not pa- That's That that's brings us to another topic. Okay. It be rashes. Okay. okay would be a great okay. yeah. topic one time. Okay. That falls under the rash category. Okay. That's something we probably see at work more than anything else or the unknown
0: rashes. Yeah, we should have done, we should do one on rashes. There's time, yeah, There's
1: rash, rash with fever. Again, visuals be, would be really good. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe for another date.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we were just talking about baby Jay who's got about a half centimeter of cradle crap on his head. Cradle which, cap.
0: Cradle cap, Yeah.
1: In Swedish, I think it's skorv.
0: Yeah, or something. I don't know. Which the
1: midwife told Anya is a combination of Results from breastfeeding and fungal infection.
0: I'm not so sure about because I'm I'm pretty certain because Stella has that. She's God lovers, still has a little bit of it left. Um, I'm pretty sure she came out with it. Um, <coughs> oh, and, wow. and there wasn't an awful lot of breastfeeding going on wow
1: <laughs> Could she really I don't know if that's possible <laughs> that she could oh, with cradle crap I,
0: no, I think it's. is it that's not just like a, I, I don't know
1: enough about it what no. it is I just know it's taken three months of daily oil twice daily oil application we finally are able to return in the corner today this morning actually combing with a knit comb
0: oh that's not that's, a bad idea
1: to get that stuff off
0: Because I, yeah, no, I do feel, I do feel sorry for Stella because you know she's like almost three and she still has this stuff in her hair. Yeah, it's so much, so thick. Do I wonder if cradle
1: hummus has a special
0: flavor? Oh, (laughs) did. Um, I wonder if cradle cap has some kind of um link to dandruff.
1: I don't know. My sister, back in America, says that Selsun Blue, the dandruff shampoo, cures it instantly. Um,
0: what the dandruff or the cradle cap? The cradle
1: cap. Wow. Call it cradle crap, I'm sorry. Cradle. Cradle cap. Yeah. Let's be professional. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I know yeah. that they say not to use anything moisturizing or any creams on it because that will just make it worse. So I'm not sure what's in that oil. I should probably read the ingredients since we've been putting it on a young kid twice daily for most of his life.
0: Well, yeah, but remember, I, as I was saying, we got this stuff from Stella's BBC. And it was, but it wasn't a cream, it was like a paste.
1: Right, that's the advanced,
0: yeah. that's the advanced treatment. But it, Salsa I mean, it's just like, it's, sta- I mean, it was like a chip, chippy van. It was awful. It's like a what? A chippy van. What's that? It's like a fish and chip van.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like a deep fat fryer, yeah. Okay. It was, and she, I, she had it on for one day and I, I mean, it, the, she was meant to have it on for seven weeks. Yeah. Every day. She was going to smell like a chip-fat fryer for seven weeks. There was no way that was going to happen.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah.
0: Just, I hear you. So we... we she, God love her. She's just lived with it. She okay. doesn't know any different. Yep. It's interesting
1: stuff. <laughs> but it's... You know, I was... I'm, I'm turning more Swedish in that. I'm just, like, trusting what the midwives say. I'm just... And I mean that in no disrespect to midwives. I mean that I'm, rel- I'm having so much blind faith in the system now that...
0: This oh, right you're assimilating. You're I'm assimilating. assimilating. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does happen. Does, it yeah.
1: happens, yeah. and it makes life a lot easier if you don't run around like, neurotically questioning and challenging everything. <laughs> so,
0: I could have told you that six months ago, but you know, it was I was this. Have yeah, no, you wouldn't have listened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, parasites are something that really freak me out massively. They freak out
1: um kind of a love-hate relationship with
0: uh, it's uh, the, yeah i i mean i think it's i don't know maybe it's something to do with alien maybe it is something to do just the thought of something living off of you in you on you
1: well you know
0: i know that, that we all have dust mites living on dust us in
1: the microbiome which has gotten so much attention in the past few years about the natural bacteria that live in our gut and how absolutely yeah. essential that is yeah. to our development and immune system, yeah. especially in babies. And I yeah. think a lot of that literature is validated. So yeah,
0: it's, um, I agree. But I, it just still freaks me out.
1: It does, yeah. It's, yeah, understood. You know, I had patients yesterday and I was telling them their little baby was on antibiotics for a urine infection. And we mm. talked about the importance of taking like probiotic drops. When you take, Antibiotics mm. for young babies who can't eat yogurt and stuff. Though. Yeah, They're, they sell drops in the apothecary
0: mm.
1: that are really good. Some of them are vitamin D and probiotics, mm. Mm. which we've given to our kids,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and which I still take. So.
0: dropper Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. yeah Very, very good. Very. Stella was on them for. She had a. She had when she was first born. Really bad. She discomfort. Not necessarily because of wind or anything like that, just discomfort with everything.
1: Not the colic. Not like no,
0: that, no, no, no. She didn't have that. She wasn't screaming or anything like that. But um, just, yeah, you could always tell that she, like her tummy was always hard. and right. you know, um And we were recommended to use mug. It wasn't mug dropper. It was something else.
1: The mini foam? Mini, yes, yeah. that was
0: it. Yeah. And uh, that worked to treat. Yeah. It was
1: great. 100% non-absorbable chemical substance that goes <clears throat> straight through the body lord knows what's wrong uh, i don't even want to know we use we use i don't i don't know what's in it's like polydexy super ethylene diethyl glycol
0: hydroxylate <laughs> but it works yeah. <laughs> it stops it, it stops it it the baby yeah, yeah. um uh, and windies they're all there was a they were a great discovery windies yeah not, the, not 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 in the sen- not in the sense of the, the pill or the digestive pill that you and I think of in terms of being adults, but literally something that you stick up the bum. Oh, interesting. And it lets out the wind. Wow.
1: Okay. Someone asked me at daycare the other day. A woman who knew I was a doctor was like, "Oh, what's gripe water? I had never heard of it." Oh. I so do- I was like, "I don't know. What's gripe water?" What's gripe water? I
0: actually, I don't know what it, it is in gripe water, but it was the same. It was a similar thing. It was, you know, if you had a baby who had an uncomfortable tummy or right, a windy tummy, you, um, you, you gave it to them. You It was like a spoonful or something like that. Um, when came out I that seem to name. think it was.
1: Let's go to Dr. Google.
0: I seem to think it was something. I think it was pretty natural. I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary.
1: Grape water. Non prescription product sold in many countries of the world and around the world to relieve colic and other genetic yeah. ailments. Yeah. Okay. Well, does it what say what's in it? Uh, probably.
0: Here I'm like it's totally natural it's probably got every chemical under the sun. <laughs> uh, we, have
1: to, we have to go down to Google. The, the, the Google the Google rabbit pathway. hole. What is right like? <laughs> water? But I remember... Fennel, ginger... Ah, there you go. Chamomile, licorice, cinnamon, lemon balm.
0: So this is basically a herbal tea. Could be worse. <laughs> Could be
1: worse.
0: But yeah, I remember we were... Yeah, I would think I was given that when I was little.
1: Fennel, I've heard, is effective, supposedly, in uh, easing colicky symptoms in babies. I've heard that. Yeah. Gripe water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um,
0: but no, yeah, I, I don't know... I guess they just have more powerful alternatives nowadays with babies.
1: Yeah, diethylhydroxy, <laughs> you know, chloric acid, okay, many fun.
0: Um uh, I can't remember what were we talking about before then. <laughs> parasites. parasites. Oh yeah, Who parasites.
1: These, the, the, where we started in. <laughs> the no the joy this is the joy dots. of these
0: the joy of these podcasts. Um but That's oh why yeah, we cradle have one cap. Listener. We have one listen. No, we don't. I constantly get told that I have that like, people are listening to this all the time. That's I great. just wish that I could get hold of the Apple um, statistics because the statistics that I are, I have are not accurate in terms of the numbers of people that are actually listening to it. So how I actually know. have no idea how many people are listening to us. Yeah. How crazy is it? I only get number of downloads. So oh. once you've downloaded it right. you've got no idea how many are actually
1: Right, absolutely
0: listening in. Okay. So it's a, but you don't have to
1: download the podcast to listen to it. You can just press play, right? That doesn't automatically download. I don't download it every time. No. I just listen to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Stream it.
0: Yeah. But if you stream it from iTunes, yeah. then usually you'd subscribe or download it.
1: Oh, okay. I think I've just listened directly through the website. It's a great website, by the way. It's a great There's website. updates coming from you recently.
0: Oh my God, yeah. Um, They're nice. They're so, uh, well, we're in the middle of. We're gonna. What was meant to happen at the beginning of February, it didn't. <laughs> um, but we're kind of restructuring it actually, so that it's gonna be more. It's gonna be easier to find older content. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are finding it difficult to navigate parts of it, and I think it's important that. People can get archived stuff. Okay. Um, so that's coming. Um And yeah, that's about it. Great. That's the dishwasher. That's the dishwasher. <laughs> I don't think if there's any, you know, all the really
1: meaty, juicy parasites are the ones that are not so relevant to us here living in Scandinavia. Yeah, I know. Like those guinea worms and river blindness and stuff like but that.
0: But if you were, okay, well, this is a, a little... Um, for example, say so you did go on holiday, because a lot of people are on holiday at the moment. They're in Sportlove in Stockholm, so they're all over there, Thailand, and you, know, you name it, whatever, sunny, sunny places. How would you know, or how, what, would, what would be the first thing that would make you suspicious that you may have a parasite?
1: Well, <clears throat> it's a really good question. It depends on the parasite. So malaria, for example, which is probably the most prevalent parasite, um, presents with fever. Mm -hmm. And other symptoms, depending on which type of malaria you have. There's four different types of malaria. Okay. Um, Excuse me. So fever is a common presentation. Pinworm, we've talked about itching. Scabies, uh, lice, fleas. Again, itching and some visual. What's the
0: scabies one again?
1: Scabies is a little itch mite. A horrific thing to look up close under the electron mic. It is unbelievable what that thing looks like. I don't... And it buries under your skin and leaves little burrows. Sometimes you can see them. Mm -hmm. And feeds off blood and lays eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see it around in the spaces between your fingers, groin area, wrists, elbows. Um, Itches like crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, easily treatable. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's itch
0: mite. And question, because this is, I'm sure somebody else is thinking about this right now. What happens if these things aren't treated like what kind of oh, what's the god
1: i wish i could show you some pictures <laughs> norwegian <laughs> scabies so relevant now that we're in scandinavia you yeah. Threw me a salt norwegian scabies is unopposed untreated scabies infections and it looks like your body has been taken over by millions of insects and it is for, for the brave of you out there if you google images of norwegian scabies you will see some of most Fascinatingly appalling images you've ever seen.
0: I mean, is it just is it just like it isn't? Is, an, is oh, it like kind of like loop, No, not lupus. What's that? Like left leprosy it, Is it kind I, of?
1: Uh, it's a, it's just an explosion of insects hosting that you're hosting, and it's crazy town. So, untre- you know, again, um, some of the parasites like As- Ascaris, Ascaris, a horrific worm, hmm. super common uh, in Africa will aren't you're not symptomatic until they completely overrun your intestinal tract Holy and that's shit. when you slice open pieces of intestine and see hundreds and hundreds of mangled interconnected sprawling worms spill out all over the place
0: i'm really sorry people i think maybe we should have done <laughs> yeah, that we should have done like a little so you're not uh
1: symptomatic until you are tapeworm you're not going to be symptomatic until it reaches a sufficient surface area to Deprive you of nutrition. Yeah, and then that's when you start to lose weight and yeah, yeah, or become anemic and weak. Yeah. Um, What else did we talk about? Toxo, asymptomatic, uh, and it can cause congenital issues like we've talked about. So Mm. you want to be tested before that. What else did we discuss? Um, Ringworm, which is not really a parasite, but that you'll see and it itches. So. Uh, And then Borrelia, Lyme disease, Borrelia, you definitely want to treat early before it reaches the final stages, which can cause problems with your heart your central nervous system and and arthritis. Mm, mm, mm. TBE, you'll be symptomatic from Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think the ones to look out for when you're living here is lice. Yeah. Can worm. Yeah. Ticks.
1: Ticks, yeah. You can have scabies. scabies. You can have giardia. Cryptosporidium is another one that causes a bad diarrhea, more so if you're immunocompromised. So if you're taking, there's a lot of kids who are undergoing chemotherapy and stuff, they'll probably not be a doggies. Yeah, yeah. But if you're immunocompromised for other reasons. Is that like one of
0: the number one causes of like diarrhea? Crypto is a
1: really common cause of diarrhea. Um, Waterborne, again, but then transmitted fecal or also can absolutely present at daycares, though um, not so bad unless you're... You're susceptible to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: A lot of these are GI ones.
0: Hmm. Pleasant. Yep. Really great.
1: Yep. But easily treatable. That's the good news. Mm. Readily diagnosable and easily treatable. So nothing really to worry about. More important that you're aware of it, which I think is the goal of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. To people aware
1: of the different common exactly parasitic infections. Yeah.
0: <coughs> oh, well, food for thought or not. <laughs> I don't know. More it's like, hummus? <laughs> more hummus? <laughs> mm, yummy. Um, so, did you know that we're taking we're, we're we're changing the direction of the podcast a little bit? No. Yeah. Don't worry. We're not we're not getting rid of you. It's okay. I know. <laughs> I knew it would happen. <laughs> no, we've still, it's just an out of time. we've still got to talk about rashes. We've still got to talk about rashes. Um, But we are changing the direction a little bit. What are you going to do? We are going to turn it into an anthology podcast. What's that? So that basically means that instead of focusing solely on kids stuff, we are going to talk to people who have moved to Sweden from other countries, and we're going to find out a little bit more about why they did it, who, you know, basically people that we're, or that I am, Pretty inspired by, interested in what they do. They've got really interesting businesses, alternative careers to what you know, just sitting in an office or whatever. Um, and yeah, getting the lowdown on their origin story and how they got to be where they are.
1: Interesting. So you'll definitely be getting rid of me. Absolutely.
0: No, no, no. I think you know you, you're well deserved of a origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> from Vaburari. Vaburari. Bob Vaburari. Vaburari.
0: yeah well well, well I don't think right. that's going to be over yet
1: I think it's fascinating and certainly really interesting to hear the stories of people who have come here
0: I think so and I think it, it just gives other people a bit of an insight into you know how other people why why other people are here yeah. you know especially people who are kind of maybe thinking about starting again yeah I, I mean to, that's that's the that's the big thing is is if you come to a different country it's a great opportunity to just start again.
1: Sweden, the last refuge.
0: Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <It's>, you know, <laughs> this, this morning we were walking around and we had to pinch ourselves. It was it's sometimes this town is so magical. I know. We were walking through Humla and the snow was everywhere. And like an eighty year old man came cross country skiing on wooden skis, and someone was on a slack <laughs> line in the snow. And the kids were sledding and the hay bales are up. And it was like being in a in a fairy tale book. It is a magical city. Yeah. And then we hop on the bus for free and the sun is shining. It's just it's incredible at times. Just one of the most amazing places to live.
0: And then sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So. And I think that's the point. That's what I want to get across that's what I want to get across is that there's the good and the bad and you know how do you get through the bad when you know you you know there's so much good
1: yeah
0: just being a little bit honest
1: yeah that's great sounds yeah. really good look forward to hearing them
0: hope so we've got some really interesting guests lined up we've got a an illustrator in uh who lives in who's just moved here from the states uh who, who lives in stockholm and there's um a lady who runs her own clothing company from mm-hmm. who's down in in scona um and a I'm hoping, really, really hoping that there's a, a guy who's just written a book about Sweden who comes from the UK. Okay. It's going to be on, on as well. So, um, yeah.
1: And are you going to take the show on the road with your new microphone, or how are you? Yeah. Going to do it? All totally. right.
0: Maybe I should. Maybe I should go on do you tour. a tour. Yeah. No, oh, I've got way too much work going on at the moment. I can't do that. <laughs> <to the time. laughs> okay. Well, thank you again, My and pleasure. thank you for letting us into your beautiful home. Absolutely. Um, and uh, to Anya and BBG for letting me crash your Friday afternoon. Sure, absolutely. My um, And uh, next time we'll be back with rashes. I'm totally all over that, like a rashes.
1: rash. Rashes, and diabetes, maybe. Oh yeah, see. we need to talk about diabetes. Yeah, diabetes yeah. that's come up. Ac-
0: that's come up actually this week. To- two conversations I've had with people about kids' diabetes. Yeah,
1: it's important. It's a, it's a game changer that yeah. diagnosis, and it seems to be occurring here more. But why? Don't know. Okay. We can talk about some of the theories next time. Okay. I don't know that anyone knows.
0: Okay. But yeah, good to know how to look out for it. You know, symptom wise and how to get it diagnosed. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Cool. Okay.
0: Okay. Hey Hey to the dough. Hey to the dough. Bye.
1: Bye.